Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guests on the podcast today are Al, who is the Director of Sim Iowa, and we're going to talk about the Sim Iowa program here in just a little bit. This is our, our the topic for our podcast today. And Jacinda, who is an Assistant Professor at the University of Iowa College of Nursing in Iowa City. And she is a senior advisor to the SIM program. And thank you both for joining me today. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, well, let's start by talking about SIM Iowa and what it actually is and what it does. Sure. Uh, SIM Iowa is going to be a mobile medical simulation project that we have. Uh, we've received a grant through the Helmsley Foundation. And with that money, we're able to have three trucks, three simulation trucks throughout the state. Uh, one's going to be based in Iowa City, one will be based in Des Moines, and then the other one will be based in Sioux City. And we're dividing the state up into basically groups of three. And each truck is about 45 feet long. Um, uh, and the front half of the truck is a emergency room sim- simulation. And then there's a control room in the middle, and the very back of it is an ambulance bay. And our goal is to go out and train as many EMS providers in the state as possible to enhance their abilities and to to make them uh, um, increase their competencies in, in what they do every day. So let's talk a little bit about this because Sim Nebraska is here today as well and they're helping put this whole thing together. So maybe you can describe for us a little bit what the relationship is between the two states in, in, uh, in terms of this project. Sure, so there are currently four mobile simulation programs in that have been funded through this same grant, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, and then Nebraska. And we are the latest program to come up and running. So Nebraska has been very gracious in collaborating with us, sharing their information, and us able to learn from how they've structured things so that we can make decisions how we want to structure our program and really target different areas, critical access hospitals, community hospitals, in addition to EMS through the state. So, uh, Sim Nebraska got a call um, here uh, to come and potentially do a simulation because, of course, they're very close and our program isn't up and running yet. So, Doug uh, Decker here reached out to us and said, hey, I've got this opportunity. What if I come over? We do the simulations. You're getting ready to get your program up and running. So, we're here to observe and to learn from them and to just kind of further that collaboration between the two states. So let me just ask one more question that's actually not on my list today, and that is, it sounds like this is a program that's specifically designed for rural hospitals. Is, is that a correct understanding of this? It is very much targeted toward rural hospitals, rural EMS, rural first responders. That's not to say that we can't provide services in larger cities like Iowa City, Des Moines, Quad Cities, etc. But one of our main focus is to try to take these programs that are more prevalent in the urban areas and get them out into the rural healthcare settings where they just aren't as easy to access. My guests on the podcast today are, are from Sim Iowa, uh, Al, who is the director of uh, Sim Iowa uh, program, and uh, Jacinda, who is an assistant professor of nursing at the uh, University of Iowa College of Nursing in Iowa City. She's a senior advisor to the program. We're talking about uh, training for EMS in rural Iowa. And, and, and one of the things I know about the SIM program is it's, it's called high-fidelity training. But really, for the layman like me, what does high-fidelity mean? I mean, I have a, a 4K TV at home. 
Sure. I mean, I get that, but <laughs> you have to tell me what high, fide high fidelity training is. Well, I'm sure uh, you've probably seen a lot of these CPR trainings over the years um, with a, a CPR mannequin, uh, where you're able to actually push on the chest of the, of the mannequin and, it, and get a response. These high fidelity simulators are as close as you can possibly get to being an actual human being. I mean, they, they breathe, they have pulses, um, they, they react to medications, they have um, their eye, their pupils react to, to, to light. Um, we can speak for the mannequin uh, as the, the SimTech. Uh, so it's as realistic training as you're possibly going to get. Um, and, and, and now maybe you can just describe for us what Sim actually stands for. Uh, simulation. As, uh, in simulation motion. Okay. It stands for, yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Are, are we teaching any new skills today? So, one of the things that this really focuses on is there's a lot of simulation programs that are designed for colleges of nursing, for medical student programs, even EMT paramedic training programs, and that's where you're learning the new skills. But once you get out into practice as a licensed professional, you have to step away sometimes from that simulation training and you may have scenarios, you may have clinical situations that you don't come across very often um, and this gives us the opportunity to bring a refresher in a sense, to bring these skills, things that maybe someone hasn't actually seen in practice because they don't happen very frequently, gives you the opportunity to care for that patient, to care for that scenario, to practice those things and to do it in a safe and controlled environment where it's okay to make a mistake, it's okay to learn from a mistake, and we can then carry evidence-based practices and strategies into the field instead of having it encounter it for the first time maybe since school. So how about current skills? Are, we, are there skills that we're trying to reinforce as well uh, through this training? Absolutely, so every scenario is a little bit different and targets different things. For example, today I believe uh, we brought a postpartum uh, scenario, so a mom who's recently given birth, and then we have a patient um, experiencing some chest pain and shortness of breath coming into the emergency room. So those are things that you see fairly frequently, at least for the chest pain and shortness of breath um, in the ER. So we're reinforcing some of those skills, but each simulation can be set up to target any number of different skills, any number of different clinical scenarios. And a lot of that is based on what the hospital or what the EMS agency actually needs at that point in time. It's not necessarily going to be us coming out and saying, here's what you need to do, but working with that local program to say, what do you need and then how can we bring that to you? My guests on the podcast today are from uh, Sim Iowa. Uh, Al, who is the director of the Sim Iowa program, and uh, Jacinda, who is a senior advisor to the program and an assistant professor of nursing at the University of Iowa College of Nursing. And we're talking about um, the simulation training for EMS and uh, both Sim Iowa and Sim Nebraska are here today uh, uh, providing that training. Uh, what, what do we hope uh, at the end of the day that we're going to accomplish here? Because I think uh, when, when, you, when we talk about the kinds of trainings that you're describing, it certainly seems to me that if you can help uh, EMS and EMTs and paramedics feel m uh, more confident in their skills and abilities, 
that that might help lead to better retention of those folks within those roles because we know over the last year or so, a couple of years because of the pandemic, we know that a lot of a lot of, of emergency personnel have left and gone on to other kinds of things. So, it, so is what are we trying to accomplish here today? And hopefully, it's one of those kinds of things. Yeah, I would say, you know, of I think I read a statistic the other day that of all the fire departments in the state of Iowa, over 70% of them are volunteer fire departments. And uh, EMS in general, uh, I think over 60% are volunteer in the state of Iowa. So the bottom line is, is we're, our goal is to help save lives and help make people more competent in, in, in providing EMS services. And unfortunately, with budgets being tight in the rural areas, the first thing to go is always gonna be training. And a lot of the training happens currently on emails or through a YouTube link. Compared to now, with this mobile simulation, we're going to be able to travel to these rural uh, sheriff's offices, uh, volunteer fire departments, the EMS locations, and hands-on training uh, of real-life situations. So this is the time where we can make mistakes, where we can learn from, from our mistakes. In the real life, we'll be better, and hopefully we'll save a life or two or three or we'll be able to deliver a baby when in an area where they typically don't have a lot of deliveries that are being made. So whatever we can do to enhance their, their abilities, that's our mission. And, and I think in, in a rural Iowa setting, that becomes really important as you have care providers who are farther and farther apart. And it seems like you know services, especially things like OB and uh, so on and so forth, those services get to be farther and farther apart as well. That sort of training seems to be extremely important. And maybe Jacinda, you can speak to that for just a minute. And then the other question that I have left is uh, the timing on how the SIM Iowa program is gonna roll out. So let's talk a little bit about you know the the fact if from if from a nursing perspective, as especially as an assistant professor of nursing at the University of Iowa, I'm certain that you see some of those kinds of issues that come up even even in an academic setting. Right. So, especially with the rural settings, when you're looking at sending people for training or you're looking at getting hands-on type training, um, there's lots of barriers to that. The further you get away from an urban setting. So one of the things is the time to develop these scenarios, to create the objectives, to be able to have the expenses of purchasing the simulators and the equipment. They are quite expensive. Um, And then the training. So how do you run the actual simulator, but then also how do you do the debriefing with the participants afterwards to really make sure that they get everything from that experience? A lot of small towns, a lot of small communities don't really have that time, that extra money to do that. So that's one thing that we can bring to them. But also, if you're looking at sending someone for training, you may be sending them two, three hours away. That may be taking that provider out of that local setting, taking them away from patient care. They may, we, You may not have a lot of backfill for that. And you know, you're looking at overnight stays. If you're doing a full day of training, then they come back and try to bring it back, but they're still trying to provide care. It just makes it very complex. So with this, rather than you bringing one or two people to Des Moines, to Iowa City, to Sioux City, to wherever that may be, we're able to come to you and you get many, you can get many participants through and you can have lots of contact and then we're able to really impact more providers and ultimately more patients through that. Al, I'm going to direct the last question to you. We talked about this a little bit earlier, the rollout for Sim Iowa. Uh, maybe you could recap that for us again and 
uh, I'm going to guess that you're in the process of identifying training uh, the, the people who are going to be doing the training and so on and so forth but maybe maybe you can give us a little bit of that timeline mm -hmm. and then I think later on this year uh, we're looking at um, having uh, Sim Iowa come back for some additional training so yes. let's just talk about that for yeah, a second. Yeah no problem we're, we are uh, continuing to hire our staff right now we just hired an educational coordinator uh, Angela Eckley um, and we hired a program coordinator uh, Brian Reckermer and we're going to be hiring staff for each individual truck like I said before, we'll have three trucks throughout the state. Um, our first truck arrives in mid-May. Um, our second truck will arrive three months after that, so about August. And that will be on the Sioux City side of the state. And then our last truck will arrive three months after that. So hopefully by November, we'll have our entire fleet um, operational in the state. And that one will go into Des Moines. Um, we are able to run Sims right now, even without the trucks. We have a family of four. We have a male. Uh, adult male, we have an adult female that gives birth, we have a pediatric patient and an infant. And we're also just talking on the way up here about getting a, a, a preemie, a premature baby. And those are all mannequins, by the yes. way. All mannequins, just, yes. Just sorry. to make sure that everybody yes. understands those, those are, are all, mannequins. They're all simulators, <laughs> they're all simulators and very lifelike, very realistic for the training. And um, to also for any first responders or EMS people listening to this podcast, we are, like I said, we're mobile. We can come to you, bring the training to you. Um, and uh, we can make any situation that you want, any scenario that you can possibly dream of, we can make it happen uh, for your training, any training needs that you may have. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you both. And from what I've seen uh, and what I've heard about the training so far, it sounds like it's been very successful. So thank you for being here. Thank you to Sim Iowa. Thank you to Sim Nebraska for being at uh, Crawford County Memorial Hospital today for our training. We appreciate it, thank you. My guest on the podcast today has been uh, Sim Iowa, Al, the director of the Sim Iowa program, and Jacinda, who is the senior advisor to the program, also an assistant professor of nursing at the University of Iowa College of Nursing in Iowa City. I'm Don Lensman, executive director of marketing and development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life. <laughs>